Welcome to Karmic Astrology with Lisa Wagner. For more information about me, my readings, classes, astrology community, you can visit my website at karmicastrology.com. Podcast notes and transcripts are available there. And if you'd like to be notified when new episodes drop, text the word podcast to 844-382-8016. I won't spam you with any other text. I'll just let you know when there's a new podcast and you can um, reply stop at any time. You can also text me questions or topics that you're interested in learning more about so that I can address them here in the series. So here we go. Today I'm talking about the dependency balance in charts. So there are two ways to divide a chart in half. You can draw a vertical line down the center and have a left and right side, or you can draw a horizontal line across the middle and get a top and bottom. So let's start with drawing a line down the center and having a left side and a right side. On the left, we have the houses 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. And then on the right, we have the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth houses. Now, the left half is the independent side, and the right half is the dependent side. What that means is that all the houses on the left of the chart don't require personal engagement with others to experience them. All the houses on the left side are more self-directed. They're more independent. For example, the second house is your stuff, your self-worth. The 10th house is your place in the world. The houses on the right are all interdependent, meaning they require some level of personal engagement with other people, like the fourth house is family and the eighth house is intimacy. So now let's divide the chart horizontally across the middle. The houses on the bottom, so that's houses one through six, are all subjective. And what that means is that all the houses on the bottom focus on personal experiences. Those are all houses where the person experiences life as kind of coming up through them. They're all experienced in a very personalized way. And then the houses on top, which are seven through 12, those are the objective houses. And those houses all focus on some kind of external impact and being outside of your own little world. So there's a quality of observation that's associated with those houses. Now, when you draw the lines and you have a right and a left and a top and a bottom, you get four quadrants, four sections. And looking at quadrants, you know, that are full or empty is informative. And then obviously you can divide the house into 12 and that's how, or divide the chart into 12. And that's how you get the 12 houses. But today... I'm going to focus on just the halves, the top, the bottom, the right, and the left. So to start, let's look at charts where all or most of the planets are in one half. This happens a lot more than you might expect, and I think it will help you get a better understanding of what each of these halves mean. So there are multiple reasons why someone has this kind of chart, and I'm going to talk about a few of those kind of more likely reasons when I go through each configuration. So when someone has most or all of their placements on the left, the independent side, they came and focused on living life on their own terms. Their karmic history will show why. And it could be that they've been burned or let down so many times they're afraid to count on people. 
It could be that they've allowed themselves to get so enmeshed or dependent on others that they lost their sense of self and felt out of control of their own life. Regardless of why they have everything on the left, there are lessons around balance, around learning they can retain their independence while having close connections with others. There are often lessons around fully trusting themselves so that they are able to choose to trust others because your willingness to choose to trust someone is based on your belief that you can handle whatever happens. If you believe you can, then you're willing to trust. If you believe you can't, then you're afraid to trust. There's also lessons around delegating and not feeling like you have to do everything yourself. So if everything is on the right, it's kind of the opposite. You came in believing that you need to focus on needing other people, connecting with other people. You may have had past lives where you isolated yourself and withdrew from others, maybe even to the point where you couldn't survive on your own or life just sort of blew up um, when it was left just to you. You might have been so focused on your own needs and experiences that you were oblivious to your need for personal connection with others. So there are often similar lessons around balance, as I discussed everything on the left, but with the opposite twist. So with so much on the right, you came and focused on really needing to learn to include others in your life. And so you may tend to compromise too much. You may lean on others in a way that's not always helpful or tend more to the lives and needs of others to the detriment of your own. So you're learning how to experience interdependence in relationships while still having a clear sense of self. And really, lessons around balance is a key theme when the chart is so out of balance. Now, looking at the top and the bottom, the bottom is subjective. If you have a bottom-heavy chart, you personalize everything. I mean, it's, it's all about you. Life is something that flows through you, and you came in needing to own your own own personal experiences. So the balancing act here is about fully owning and being immersed in your own life experience and taking responsibility for yourself and your actions while also understanding that most of what you experience with other people has little to do with you. It's about most of what people do is about their growth, their history, their mood, their circumstances, their feelings. Everybody has issues, lessons, and flaws, and the majority of people in your life are not targeting you personally. You just happen to be present when they did a poor job of handling their fear or anxiety or when their ambition got away from them, or they were thoughtless, or they just screwed up. Yes, they are still accountable, but your lesson isn't seen. It's about them and not about you. So now if your top is full, again, it's kind of the opposite. The top is the objective half, and it's when it's really full, you came in trying to learn how to move out of the comfort of your own little world, because the top half requires you to observe life and recognize the impact on you and on the lives of others, and to move outside the comfort of your little world, of the, you know, the world of your own making. So where the bottom half personalizes everything, there can be a tendency with the top half heavy to get too detached and see life as something that happens around you. 
You may be like a little oblivious sometimes to things going on in your life, to, to not fully get that you're a part of what is happening in your life. And you're trying to get a balanced perspective between being fully aware of the relationships and activities of your life while also fully owning your part in all of it. Now, earlier I used some examples, um, and I like I talked about two houses on the left, on the independent side, and I said that the second house is your stuff, your self-worth, and the tenth house is your place in the world. Notice that they are both on the left, but one is on the top and one is on the bottom. So the one on the bottom, the second house, which is the self-worth, is about your understanding of your worth independent of anyone else. It's about your personal experience of your own value and seeing yourself as a resource. And the 10th house, which is also on the left side on the independent, but it's on the top, the objective half, it's about your contribution to the world. It's how you see your place in the world. It's about showing up as your authentic self independent of the expectations of others while recognizing the need to see yourself in the context of the world at large and not just your little corner of it. So then the example I used when I talked about uh, right and left was the fourth and eighth houses. All the houses on the right have a level of interdependency. They require some level of personal engagement with other people. And the fourth house is family. The eighth house is intimacy. The fourth is in the bottom, so it's dependent and subjective. It's about home and family in your little corner of the world, whereas the eighth house is dependent and objective. It's about intimacy and vulnerability. So you have to go outside your comfort zone when you're vulnerable and go beyond your own personal experience to become intimate with another and to give them the space to be vulnerable with you. So it's interesting to look, when you look at a chart, to note if one half is full or really loaded up, or even if one quadrant is full, like if everything at the bottom left or bottom right or top left or top right, you know, those houses one, two, three is a quadrant, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. You know, is the chart balanced or lopsided? Is is there a quadrant that's empty? Because that happens a lot too. And look at where are the sun and the moon? Are they in different halves? So, you know, looking at this dependency balance just in and of itself gives you information. And then as you as you deepen your understanding of it, it also just becomes a layer and just yet another layer as you're reading the chart. And empty houses, empty quadrants, even empty halves can show us our blind spots because We came in not focusing in those empty spaces, but we still have them. We fully have every area of life. And I love that an equal house chart reflects that. I mean, the beauty of the equal house is that we all have all 12 areas of life fully represented. We all have the capacity to experience every single area of life. It's just that some areas we come in with the intention of learning specific lessons and really developing that area of life. And as I've talked before, I use Equal House because it's it's required for the system of astrology that I do, 
And I also have just found it to be the most accurate. So, you know, I encourage you to cast an equal house version of your chart and use that whenever you're listening to a podcast or or consuming content from me because it'll make the content, I think, more meaningful. So that's kind of an overview of what I call the dependency balance. It's about looking at the chart and literally looking, is it balanced? You know, is there something in every quadrant? Is it divided, you know, between the left and the right fairly equally or the top and the ha- and the bottom? It's not unusual to have one of those halves really full. And oddly enough, I often see when everything is stacked like on one side of the chart or like say the bottom or top of the chart, the if there's one piece that's that's in the other half, it's often the moon, which uh, I think is so interesting. You know, just the moon is so important and it's such a big part of who we are that in a way that that can almost balance having all those other things on the other side. But in any case, when you're looking at a chart, there are reasons why you loaded it up one way or another, because the chart reflects the beliefs that you developed in other lives. It shows what you learned for better or worse, what you came to believe, and also what you're trying to work on and what you're trying to learn. So it's not good or bad. It's not bad if you have a chart that doesn't have a lot of balance in it. It just means, you know, here are some of the the lessons that you came in to learn. Just like if you have empty houses, you know, if you have an empty seventh house, it doesn't mean that you can't have close relationships, best friends, or get married. I know so many people, I read so many charts with people with an empty house that have a long-lasting happy marriage or have a BFF their whole life. So just because a house is empty doesn't mean you don't have that part of your life active. But what it means is that you, the specific lessons that you came in to learn aren't necessarily focused in that area. And you learn more about that area of life by looking at the sign that's on the cusp, looking at progressions, looking how transits move through there. You know, every area of your, of your chart, every area of life does get activated throughout your life. The natal ju- chart is just sort of that blueprint, that agenda that you have coming in that says, okay, this is this is your checklist of stuff that you are going to focus on and make sure you learn in this life. So that's an overview of the dependency balance. I hope that helped. Love to hear back from you. Does it make sense? Do you have questions? Feel free to send me an email or send me a text. And as always, astrology is a language you can learn, and I really want to help you learn it. Have a beautiful day.